Welcome to the Avon Tribe podcast. I'm Cecily Obasi, life and mindset coach and founder of AvonTribe.com, a community devoted to empowering you to create and live your dream life. From creating achievable goals to manifesting your ideal partner, we discuss it all. Tune in weekly for powerful strategies to help you improve your life. Enjoy! So today we're talking about self-sabotage and why we do it and how to stop it for good. Finally, it's something that I've kind of been struggling with for the past few weeks because I have been putting off launching my 12-week signature program, which I'll leave a link down to below. Yes. And so I decided I need to do a little bit of research so I can get over that hump and actually bring something to you guys. And with all that research, I was like, oh, wait let me make a video, let me do this for my Manifestation and Mindset Mondays, and let me make a podcast about this. So yeah, we're doing it today. So today we're going to be defining what self-sabotage is, uh, discovering the origins of self-sabotage within ourselves. I'm going to be giving you examples of what self-sabotage is. I'm also going to be giving you a step-by-step plan to overcome your self-sabotage. So let's dive in. Self-sabotage is something that we hear really often, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people actually understand what it is. A lot of times people can come off really judgmental and call somebody weak because they're not able to con- quote unquote control their habits. Other people use it for to make themselves sound smart, but give you like this vague and meaningless definition. So let me give you a simple definition of what self-sabotage is. Self-sabotage is when your actions undermine your goals or values. So when you are doing something that is not helpful to you and a lot of times counterproductive to you achieving whatever it is that you want or living your life in a healthy and productive and successful manner. So there are two types of self-sabotage. There is the conscious and unconscious self-sabotage. So conscious self-sabotage is when you're aware of the fact that you're self-sabotaging. So when you are procrastinating, that's a pretty obvious one. And unconscious self-sabotaging is when you're doing something unconsciously. That sounds pretty self-explanatory, but to give you an example, it's like when you are constantly tardy to something, when you're always late or you're handing in your work or doing your work really sloppily. So there are a variety of ways in which we self-sabotage, but here are a few examples. The obvious ones are procrastination. Another one is substance abuse, chronic lateness. Stress eating, this is something that I really suffer from. Intimacy and commitment issues, which are things that I used to have back in the day, but I'm much better now. (laughs) So when we start our journey to eliminate self-sabotage from our arsenal of ways to deal with stress, we often want to look at where it comes from. Just to be clear, there is no one reason why we self-sabotage. There is a variety of reasons, just like there's a variety of ways that we self-sabotage. Some people will have the same self-sabotaging behaviors but have a completely different origin story. So in the article that I was reading, there was an example of the therapist's two clients that he was working with. So both of the clients had really bad intimacy issues And they would always constantly date people that they felt were beneath them because they felt more confident dating people like that. It would heighten their self-esteem. It would make them feel better about themselves. But it was detrimental to themselves and also detrimental to their partners. However, they had completely different stories about how their 
self-sabotaging behavior began. So for the first client, he grew up in a toxic household and his father would always talk down and criticize his mother. So it was modeled to him by his parents. His father would continue to do this not only with his mother, but also with the girlfriends and wives that he had after his mother. And the client then learned to do that within his relationships. However, the second client had a completely different story. So she did it for power. She had a very healthy upbringing. Her parents were really healthy and loving towards her. However, when she was in college, she was sexually abused. That's like really unfortunate. And, um, you know, you feel powerless when that happens to you. Okay. So instead of being in a relationship with somebody that could domineer over her or dominate her, she chose to date down, if you will. And I guess that's kind of like why women today are kind of obsessed with simps and stuff like that. They say simps are kings because there is that power dynamic that has shifted in their favor. And it could be just the trauma of being a woman if I think about it really like a little bit too long. (laughs) Typically, when you look back at all your self-sabotaging behaviors, and especially if like you're chronic self-sabotaging, you will realize that at some point it worked. And I say it works in quotation marks because it works in the short term, but obviously its effects will wear off or also hurt you in the long term. So with all that said, let's jump into a plan to obliterate our self-sabotaging behaviors. So the first step is to understand what needs our self-sabotaging fills. A lot of people make the mistake of approaching this as, I need to pull myself by the bootstraps and get this thing done. I need to just get over it and stop being weak. However, this tough approach a lot of times will actually hurt us and actually is going to be self-sabotaging in the long term. Because more than likely you're going to just break down because you haven't addressed what is actually happening here. What is the stress, what is the trigger that's causing you to self-sabotage? So instead of coming from this tough love approach, we should look at ourselves more compassionately. Here are a few examples. If you wanna stop stress eating, you need to compassionately see how stress eating fills that loneliness that you feel in your marriage. If you wanna stop procrastinating, then you need to understand and compassionately look at yourself and see how procrastinating helps you avoid your fear of failure or your fear of success. Fear of success is real, by the way, because that's how I feel right now. That's why I put off my Toby program. Again, it's going to be down in the description. <laughs> I'm feeling myself today, you guys. It's a little bit too much. So number two is to identify other behaviors that can fill that need. When you're just breaking habits, you still have that need there. You still will have that stress. You still will have those things there. So you need something to fill in that gap because more than likely, and actually I saw this in a, a video, like you will lean into your habits when you can't just abstain at some point. I think maybe that's why abstinence doesn't work. I don't know about that, but let me not get into that right now. <laughs> so one of the best ways to figure out what alternative behaviors you can use to stop self-sabotaging is to look at other people's behaviors. With the internet and living in the digital age, there's such a plethora, am I using that word correctly? Plethora of information out there. You can look at people that you really admire. 
um, that live in either higher stress situations or in a similar situation to you and figure out how they alleviate their stress. Or you can just look up different ways of dealing with stress in general and make a list and then start working through it. You can try it for one or two weeks, see how it goes, and if it doesn't work out, then you can recalibrate where necessary. Just keep trying. I feel like a lot of the times we start and say, okay, well, meditating is amazing and that's what we should be doing, but in actuality, it's not what you want to do. Though I will recommend meditating, you just have to find your style, okay? You just have to find your style and your thing, but that may be a little bit too hard to ask and you don't know where to start because you just started, but let me not digress into that. And finding something that actually soothes you in this case, because that's a lot of times what we're doing. So our self-sabotaging behaviors are soothing us at that time. When we go on this journey, obviously we want to do our best and use these new behaviors that we're going to do instead of our self-sabotaging behaviors, right? But some days, those Doritos, those Hot Cheetos will be calling your name. And you're not going to be here for it. You're like, I can't do this. I'm not going to reach for those almonds today. I'm not going to eat, I don't know, I don't know if people that do this, but like celery and peanut butter, that's not what we're going to be doing today. No, that's not what we're going to be doing today. I will have my hot Cheetos and I will eat the entire party size bag of them. Okay. (laughs) I'm speaking from experience. Let me not tell myself a little bit too much, but anyway, so you need to create an environment or a system, or a strategy for when things don't go your way or obstacles may arise. So take for instance, you're craving hot Cheetos, obviously, or I'm craving hot Cheetos, I guess. That would probably be the better way to put this. You're craving hot Cheetos. What do you do instead? You just put your cart away, you give it to somebody else. Or you just put it somewhere else or you don't drive to the store. You don't keep those things in your house. And then you have the food that you want to eat instead in your home. Another example is, so if you're feeling lonely, you know, so that could also trigger stress eating as well. If you're feeling lonely and your alternative behavior was to call a friend, right? have like two or three people that you can call. So just in case that one person isn't available, you can call somebody else. Another example is you want to go for a walk instead of playing video games, okay? Delete the video games so that you have an environment that is supportive of you building these new habits and new behaviors. Number four is to boost your tolerance of the uncomfortable feelings. So letting go of self-sabotage is not just an intellectual planning or strategy. It's also becoming comfortable with those uncomfortable feelings. So once you've identified what the actual feeling is, find situations in your life where you might have those same situations, maybe on a lesser level. Take for instance, frustration. You're standing in line and somebody is annoying you because they have a million coupons and They're just like asking too many questions to the cashier and you're just like not having it, okay? You're like, no, I need to go. I have things to do. (laughs) At that point, you're starting to get frustrated. You're starting to get stressed. And typically, we will look at our phones. You know, we'll find something else to do to distract us from that actual feeling. But instead, try and stay with that feeling for about 10 to 20, 30 seconds. 
temper it depending on like how good you're doing at the time, but just start at 10 seconds and then continue to increase it. What you're doing is building up your tolerance. So when those negative or uncomfortable emotions arise, you are more formidable against them and they're not so overwhelming. And the last step, step five, which is to clarify your values. Now, this one isn't like a really necessary step. However, it is something that will help you in cementing those new behaviors that you're bringing into your life. When we figure out what it is that we want to do as our alternative behavior, we just want to change it to a healthier behavior, right? And our reasoning is like, instead of watching TV or doing video games, we say to ourselves, I would like to go on a walk. However, that's not really motivational or aspirational at all. If anything, it probably makes you feel like it doesn't feel like anything. It's just something that you're saying. What you want to do is get down to the nitty gritty and figure out what that will actually do for you. So why do you actually want to be healthy? So I can be more energized. Why do you want to be more energized? Because I just want to feel vibrant again. Like in this example on the article that is on my website, I will leave the link down below. The guy wanted to have more energy so he can do things outside of just work. And he had always had this dream when he was in college that he wanted to start a rock band and just do something like his own little garage band. And that is a visceral and compelling and motivating reason to actually go and build that new behavior. It's much more motivating than just doing something healthy because it's healthy. You want to do it because it gives you some benefit in your life. Because for most people, going on a walk is not just fun in and of itself. You know? For some, for a lot of people, it isn't. I will say it can be fun, but for a lot of people I know, that's just not what it is. With all that said, I hope that this helped you kind of understand what self-sabotage is and is a way for you to overcome it. It's actually a quite simple process, but it takes time and effort. And I hope that with this video or with this podcast, <laughs> you will be able to overcome all of your self-sabotaging behaviors and also become more formidable against those uncomfortable feelings that you're using your self-sabotaging behaviors to distract yourself from. So I hope that this helps. So if you like this, uh, let me know, give me a like or a comment if you're on YouTube and share this with your friends or leave me an awesome review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are. So I'm really excited for the next thing. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I'm excited because I'm kind of getting back into the flow. <sighs> I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed making it. And I will see you guys next week.